Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you haven't left a rating or a review yet, go ahead, take a minute. Just click on that star rating, whatever you think I deserve. Leave a little review. It helps other people to find the podcast. Don't forget to share the podcast. If you think it's pretty cool, you want to tell your friends about it, shoot them a message, tell them to listen. I'd really appreciate it. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the modeling industry itself. Some tips, some tricks if you're an aspiring uh, model, some really harsh truths about being a model, and just if you're curious what it's like, castings, traveling, the kind of money you really make. So let's just jump right in. Modeling has to be one of the most odd careers in the world. Uh, I had a fun time doing it. It is viewed as a glamorous sort of career. But in all honesty, if you're trying to do anything with your life, um, like save money or plant roots and get a 401k, (laughs) modeling is not that job. It is a very, I don't want to say transient, but it's a very crazy job. You're all over the place. You really can't, if you're really big into modeling and you want to travel and do the whole thing and really invest into it, you're going to be all over the place. You might travel from New York to LA, maybe you try Miami, maybe you try Chicago, maybe you go internationally. That's a, that's kind of the life of a model. For me, personally, I started out in a very small town in Finley, Ohio, my freshman year of college, so I was... 19, I think, yeah, 19 years old, and I had won a Pro Scout modeling event, and I don't want to say won because it's not a competition, but I had the most callbacks of anyone there. I think I had 17 callbacks, and I met an agency. I met a ton of agencies that day, and the one I ended up going with was Pauline's. They were a small boutique agency in New York City, and that was on September 9th. 2001. And we all know what happened two days later. So I didn't get a chance to go to New York for several months later until they had everything, you know, sorted and America was back on its feet a little bit. And so I went to New York. I was there for about two months, maybe. And then I realized it was it was just too expensive. And I was in college and my dad was freaking out on me. And so I came home. So anyways, New York was a great experience. And this was back in the day. Remember, this is 18 years ago. Oh my gosh, you guys, I feel feel so old. It was almost half my life. It was almost half my life ago. (laughs) But 18 years ago, modeling in New York City, there were no iPads. There were no real digital cameras. There were maybe, you know, the kind that had like the two megapixel point and shoots that you plug into your computer and you get these grainy photos off of. So we shot on film back then. And our books were actual pictures that were printed out or they were tears from magazines that we did work, you know, from from the work that we did. And I remember shooting with several photographers in New York City trying to build my book. Um, And yeah, If you're going to build your book, let me just tell you this first and foremost, 
you probably will spend money. So be prepared for that. If you want to talk about starting costs to being a model, sometimes it does cost a little bit of money. And nowadays, things are a little bit different. So if you've got, you know, if you've already got an iPad, um, lot, a lot of times that's all a client needs to see, or you just email them a link to your website. I mean, gosh, technology has brought us 180 degrees as far as clients, seeing your work, sending them things, and so on. The one thing I do miss about film is that you can't correct a ton. It was really you. That was your leg and how big your legs were. There's no photoshopping film. Um, I even remember having to repay uh, for retouching of color on film pictures, and it was literally like painted on to the picture, which was really crazy. So yeah, be prepared. There will be a little bit of money spent up front, whether it be paying a really great photographer for his time, which you should. It's not always going to be free just because, you know, someone you know is a photographer. Don't just expect a freebie. You know, they want to get paid just like everybody else. So make sure you're paying your friends, even if it's, you know, a hundred bucks, just make sure you're helping them out. Or, I mean, you can trade for things. I've done that before too iPads, usually you want to get a larger iPad nowadays, an iPad XL, I don't know what they're called, but I have a regular size iPad, that's fine too. Uh, buy a website, buy your name, everybody should buy your name, whether you're a model or not. I want you to buy joesmith.com and if it's taken, put joesmith99.com or whatever you want to make it to be so you can have a website. You never know when you're going to need it, it's great for resumes great for especially for models uh, musicians things like that so make sure you buy your website if the dot com's not available the next option would be dot net I know a lot of people um, are always wondering like which one should I get dot net is always the next one it's the most common so make sure you buy either one of those I have all of mine I've got Joni Dodds Joni Sprague Joan Sprague I've bought them all just in case and it's so funny, when I was first on America's Next Top Model, that was one of the things they told us to do. Buy your website. And we're like, huh? Because literally, as soon as there, it's announced that you're on the show, there are people out there that will buy that website because then when you go looking for it, they're going to make money off of you. <laughs> they're going to up the price of the website to like $1,000 or whatever. So you have to buy it off of them. So buy your website. Okay, now I want to talk about the casting life. What is what are castings like? Uh, are casting directors creepy? Uh, what about the casting couch? Is that a real thing? So first and foremost, castings are crazy. They suck. You will be driving all over the place, especially if you live somewhere like, like Los Angeles. It's a big, big spread out city. Some of the castings are down by LAX. Some of the castings are... You know, in Hollywood, but, you know, getting from Santa Monica to Hollywood at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, good luck, bye. You'll be in your car for like two and a half hours. So, yeah, you'll be up and down and all around Hollywood trying to go to these castings. Um, and like I said, nowadays you don't necessarily have to go on a physical casting for a, you know, just for a, a regular editorial. They might book you sight unseen just based on your work. And based on your photos, but if you are going to be doing a runway show, yeah, you got to be there. Usually those castings are downtown 
and or in Beverly Hills or something and you go and you walk for them so they can see you in their clothes. It's really important to practice your walk. If you are under five foot nine, I it is rare to be booked in a runway show for something. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that if you're if you're short, you won't get booked. And five eight and under is considered kind of short for a runway runway model, not a model. You can be a shorter model. That's totally fine. There are plenty of sizes of models out there, but five foot nine and up is probably the most preferred. Um, height to be for runway. I mean, hey, I could be totally wrong. I've seen girls, like I said, five seven do runway. So, okay, casting couch is that still a thing? The casting couch. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about creepy people who ask pretty much like, uh, hmm, let's see, uh, ask you if you'd like a better life uh, if you go on a quote unquote date with them. You know what I'm getting at. Yep, it's still around. It exists. It's in It's in full force. I think a lot of people are being, you know, more mindful nowadays because we are willing to call people out for being scumbags. But it's out there, okay? Call them out. Speak up. If you feel uncomfortable at any time, leave. Do not stay in. I've gotten, I've literally gotten up in the middle of a conversation because I didn't like that the door was closed and we were back in the end of this long hallway. I got out of there. I just left. I said, I got to go. I forgot something. Bye. Protect yourself. Speak up. Okay. Creeps are out there. Don't take off your clothes for a picture if you don't want to do it. Just, just be careful. Okay. Ooh, this is tough. I was very skinny when I was a model. I was unhealthy skinny. My, the way, it's so funny. I look at myself now in the mirror and I say, hmm, hmm, I'm five foot nine and I am carrying this weight nicely. I look good. I got some curves. Uh, I look fine. I can't believe that I was ever a size zero. A size zero at 25 years old. Like, I can't even believe that. It was so unhealthy. Now, I think I'm a little overweight according to my uh, my BMI and, uh, you know, the percentage of my body fat to my height and so on. I am considered overweight. But whatever. As long as I'm, you know, I'm the moderation person. Everything in moderation, work out a little bit. I'm okay with the way I am, and I, I love myself, so that's what's important. But for modeling, <clears throat> they're being really cool about being more open to having all sizes of people out there, but I still see it. Um, they want you to be tiny. I hate to say that. I don't know why. Maybe it's for the runway shows. Maybe it's for the the, the sample sizes of clothes that they make. I, I don't know, but a lot of times a typical five foot nine, five foot ten model is usually a thirty-two bust, twenty-four waist, thirty-four hip. I would say that's pretty normal, something like that. You know what I mean? It's just that's that's an average size, and that's pretty dang small. So I hate to say that, but yeah, skinny is still th- is still a thing, unfortunately. I did I did really appreciate going to Target though and seeing. The bathing suit model on the ad with stretch marks on her booty. I was like, okay, thank you, Target. 
So they're trying. All right. Let's talk about international travel. If you're living in a larger city, you have a pretty decent sized agency. And there are any opportunities for you to go internationally and you think you could do it, go. Do it right now. Go, 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 go. If you're 21 and over, go. I don't like to see kids modeling, period. If you're under 17 years old and you're modeling and you're going internationally, you are going to be, you're not, I don't think you're ready for it. It's, it's dangerous and it, you can be taken advantage of very easily. A lot of people that age don't have the street smarts yet. Um, when I was in Hong Kong, I saw a 14-year-old girl who was six feet tall um, from Brazil doing ecstasy at a club, and I wanted to cry. I mean, it's just, it's it happens all the time, but I'd prefer if you were 21 and over traveling, I think that that's, and you, you know, you feel like up, up to it, go for it. it. A lot of times these agents in, in other countries will front you the money to get there, which is very helpful. If you don't have the money for the plane ticket, they will pay for you to come there. They'll put you up in their model apartment and be prepared because those places are not the best. But you're there. It's fun. Take advantage. Work, work, work as much as you can. Do all the jobs. I know in Milan, <clears throat> they did not pay very well. Um, all these companies wanted you to work 12 hour plus days for 100 euros. Yeah, that's typical. That's typ typical model work. But, hey, whatever. A lot of runway shows, too, want to do it for trade. A lot of people want to do things for trade. Just say no. Just say, listen, my time's valuable. Your time's valuable. If you really want to book me, I'd appreciate at least $100 for the day or whatever it is. Um, at, at the height of my career, my day rate was $1,200. And I was lucky if I got that. That was always negotiated, and it came down. There were a few clients that were willing to pay that. So what if you want to be a model and you don't really have any money and you live in a small town? I get asked about this all the time. Let's talk about why you want to be a model. What's the reason why? What kind of modeling do you want to do? Do you want to be in runway shows? Look at the truth. Are you taller than five foot eight? Okay, well, then we can start to narrow things down right there. I'm just being super real with you. Uh, but if you want to move to a bigger city and you have the ability to do so, and, you can, and you're okay working multiple jobs at the same time, go for it. I will tell you a quick little story. When I was 25 years old and top model, had just finished airing on TV. I had been traveling back and forth and back and forth between Los Angeles. They were finishing my teeth. It took probably three trips going to LA, multiple days in the dentist chair, getting all my teeth fitted on and, and making it perfect Bef between the time that the show was airing till the time it was finished airing. And uh, during that time, I met a bunch of people and I had people from the production team that I had known and I was like, you know what? I want to come out. And I moved to California with no money. <laughs> Literally no money, like maybe $600. And I slept on people's couches for at least, at least four months. 
Then I got a job at a little boutique on Melrose Boulevard. I mean, I was hustling. I was knocking down doors. You hiring? You hiring? You hiring? You hiring? I got a job at a bar and a boutique at the same time. And I joined a company that did like catering events. While I was at the bar, I met a DJ who sold me his 1986 Volvo S40. Google what that car looks like. Okay. It was falling apart. It had over $700 worth of tickets on it from the DMV. And he literally said, if you pay the tickets, you can have it. That was my car. The first car I had when I moved to LA. And I drove that thing into the ground. I had to replace everything inside of it. The door panels fell off. The ceiling fell in. And, and that little car got me from A to B to all my castings. And yeah, thank God for that little Volvo. But I started slowly working up and working up and working up and booking more and booking more. Then I met Lisa D'Amato from Top Model. I moved in her with her. We were roommates for almost two years and then I had the opportunity to go to Hong Kong and Milan and start to model out of the country and then I went ahead and did that so you need a car if you're going to be moving to a city that doesn't have good mass transit Los Angeles I'm sorry does not have great mass transit it's getting better but there is uber there's those little scooters there's those little bikes you can rent so you can make it happen but if you have a car, awesome. It's pretty good to have a car. Lastly, I'd like to talk about the longevity of being a model. And, you know, when's a good age to start? And why? Well, I'll tell you why I stopped and the age that I stopped. So really, truly, if, you are, if you're a mother and you have a good head on your shoulders, you can get your child into modeling. It's really hard. There are a thousand people... Who, you know, in probably your neighborhood who think their baby is the most beautiful baby in the world, but give it a shot. Take pictures of your baby, send it in. If your baby's great in front of the camera and not shy and, and likes people and who knows, maybe your kid could be a child model. Uh, but if you are a teenager and you want to model, obviously do it with parental supervision. I don't even know if there's any teenagers listening to this podcast. If you're an adult, I would say go for it. 21, 20, you know, I started when I was 20, but I didn't really start fully until after America's Next Top Model, which was, I was uh, 25 years old. So, but for me, when did I, when did I leave? Like, when was the right time for me to leave? I was 29, I believe, or 30. And I was lucky to be modeling that long at all. But for me, I wanted to get out on, you know, go out on a high note, leave, leave on a high note. I didn't want to be discarded, if you will, you know, age out. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But there are, like I said, there are a lot of models that, that stay in the industry for a long, long time. I have friends who are my age now, 37, 38, 39 years old, who are still modeling. And you know what? Well, that's amazing. Model as long as you can. But for me, I wanted to go out on a high note. And I also knew that my passions were going into a different direction. And my passion had become home improvement. I had always had a knack for it. I had been doing it for a long, long time, even before I was modeling and during being a model. So I wanted to focus on home improvement. And I was lucky enough uh, to make that transition into that world. So, you know, 
feel your feel it out for yourself. But I would say a good age to jump in as an adult is 21 and do it as long as you can. Go out on a high note. Other than that, I I think I pretty much wrapped it up pretty well. Um, if you want to hear any other stories, though, I really want to hear from you. So go to the website, www.thelittlebitpodcast.com. Click on podcasts, go in and find this episode and leave me your comments below in that blog section, okay? I want to hear your questions because I get a lot of really interesting ones, especially about America's Next Hot Model, which I'm more than happy to do another podcast about that one. I I have tons of juice, guys. I'll spill the tea. I have so much stuff I can tell you. And I also want to tell you about some really terrible stories uh, that have happened to me. Along the way, as a model, I will absolutely blow your mind. So stay tuned for for one of those episodes. I'll post about it in the coming weeks. But for now, have a great day. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week with a new episode. Bye. Become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash thelittlebitpodcast so you can help me make more amazing podcasts just like this one. The Little Bit Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Joni Sprague, in Orange County, California. The music you're hearing today is from Sleep North America, and you can download it for free on SoundCloud. <laughs>